you. Just, just thank you for, for Christ. Does all things well. Thank you for the sweet communion of your Holy Spirit. Father, now I ask you to prepare the hearts, prepare my mouth, Father, to say what needs to be said. Uh, no more, no less. It's in the precious name of your Son, our Savior, the Christ. Let every heart say, Amen. Amen. Thank you. Uh, thank you, praise team. Um, just, just thank you. We are continuing our systematic study of the Acts of the Apostles, and today we want to pick up at the 22nd verse of the second chapter where we read this. Fellow Israelites, fellow members of City Church of Sacramento, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did among you through him as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge. And you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. David said this about him, I saw the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest in hope because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead. You will not let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. For those of you who are here or listen to the podcast, uh, last week we read uh, in the prior verses how the Holy Spirit of God swept through the, the, the group of Christ followers. What sounded like a violent wind, uh, they, that's how it was described. It sounded like a violent wind. Uh, and what appeared to be tongues of fire, I don't know what that looked like, I uh, wasn't there, but what appeared to be tongues of fire separated and rested on them. And then all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. And then they immediately started to speak languages that weren't their own. They were together. The Spirit of God filled each of them and they began to speak in a variety of languages as the Spirit of God enabled them. They were different. They were different, but they were united. And what united them was the Spirit of God. Peter addresses those that are looking at this had to be, boy, it had to be some kind of sight, uh, what was going on. Uh, so he's addressing people that saw what was going on, 
but they weren't actively involved in what was going on. You can have groups, and then there are groups. Uh, I don't, you don't need me to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Uh, it's a challenge. It is, it is hard to explain the unexplainable. It's hard to explain the unexplainable, especially to those unacquainted, unacquainted with the source of the unexplainable. It's hard to explain the unexplainable. I, I've shared this story before about uh, Sister Meeks' uh, peach cobbler. Uh, haven't had one in a while. That just. <laughs> but she did make a very little fruit cobbler that, boy, I tell you, like when you're dying of thirst, uh, any uh, droplet of water it sure tastes good. It's just like, my word. No, I, I love you, honey. I just. <laughs> Um, I can describe it all day long, but unless and until you eat it, and you taste it, and you experience it, it's like I can't explain, I, I, I'll do the best I can, but, but you have to experience it for yourself. So there's groups, and then there's groups. And so Peter then goes on to explain, hopefully they were in uh, the equivalent of Sunday school, uh, you know, synagogue school, a temple school, uh, and uh, he said, what you are seeing is what the prophet Joel was trying to let you in on. Uh, the spirit of God. The spirit of the one, united, true, and living God would be poured out in his people. And what would be the result? Absolute transformation. The spirit of the living God was poured out on this group and they began to speak and act and move in a way that they didn't decide to act and speak and move in ways. The spirit of God moved them and they spoke and they behaved in a way that was a lot different uh, from before. Um, than after. I've shared with you before. I, I, I'll share with you again. Um, there have been times, there have been times, and probably if I, if I think hard about it, but God gives me holy amnesia, uh, if, I thought, if I thought hard about it, I might remember, uh, but, but there have been times that I know I've said things that have just befuddled Sister Meeks. And she was like, uh, I'm going to, well, you know, she, yeah, she does let me. <laughs> let me flip it around. There have been times when I wanted to say something and it's like, nope. Not because I couldn't, I'm a grown man. You don't know me. I'm telling you, Ashley, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, people say, oh, Pastor Meeks, you're so nice, you just don't know me. You just don't know me, that me, that me. Oh, you would never, huh. Huh. Ask Sister Meeks. 
Ask Sister Meeks. What am I saying? I am saying that if the, the one true, holy, undivided, living God, if, that's a big if, I can't, I can't speak for you, if, if he is resident in your soul, he's not gonna, he's not gonna, uh, if you listen to him, if you listen to him, you won't say those things that you would want to say. You won't do those things you want to do. You just won't. I just, you know, we always say, well, it's, 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 it's a mark of, I love Eric. Eric's my boy. Eric is my boy. Eric is my boy. But he always said, Pastor, I'm a work in progress. Well, welcome to the club. I'm a work in progress. And it's one thing not to do the things that we used to do that we shouldn't be doing. That's, that's good. Don't do them. Don't, don't pull out the gun and shoot somebody. Don't do that. But it's an altogether better thing to not even want to desire to do that thing. Well, I didn't give him a piece of my mind, but I sure wanted to. Well, where's the victory in that? Where's the victory? Well, I didn't tell him, but your, your heart, your, your soul is perplexed. I want to tell him. I want to tell him. And that's where I was. I, I, I shared with you that, that time where I was Sister Meeks. I don't know what we were arguing about. I don't know. But it, that was, it was going to be... Uh, <laughs> it was going to be World War III. She didn't know it. She still doesn't know it. I don't even remember what it was about. It just shows you how the evil one works. The evil one is evil. He's not stupid. The evil one is evil. I don't even know what it was about, but I was like a chess game. I always like to say, you guys are playing checkers, I'm playing chess. Okay, I'm going to say this, she's going to probably say that. Then I'm going to say this, and she's going to say that. I had checkmate. You don't know me. You don't know me. And the Holy Spirit of God just said, you better shut up. He didn't say be quiet. I'm telling you what he told me. You better shut up. But, 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 but you better shut up. Now I had a choice right there. That was my choice, Sister Jones. I could have said, I got this one, God. <laughs> I got this one. See, some, you, you need to teach people how to treat you, right? This is a teachable moment. In Jesus' name, amen. We go around with this baggage, put a little perfume on the pig and call it, uh, it's like pigs don't fly. It just don't work. No matter how, what spin you put on it. If the other person doesn't know, you're grieved. And the most important person, Josh, that's grieved is the Holy Spirit of God. I died for you. I died for you to be one. And look at you. Look at you. Look at you. This is what it's boiled down to. Under the heading of I just want to exalt your name.
You heard me tell the story before, I'll say it again. Bakersfield. Irvin, there's not a whole lot to do in Bakersfield. There was even less to do 60 years ago. Go to the county fair, little booth, put in a quarter, watch a chicken play the piano. I distinctly remember my brother, it may have been a nickel, a quarter sounds like a lot of money back then, it may have been a nickel. Put in the money, the light came on, and the chicken began to peck on the keys of a little toy piano. Chicken playing the piano. Chicken playing the piano. What had happened is the chicken had become conditioned that every time the light came on, grain would fall down on the piano keys and the chicken would peck the keys. Chicken playing the piano. Except in this case, there was no grain, but the light came on. And the chicken was conditioned when the light came on, there's gotta be something there for me, so let me perform. This thing we do is not performance. I'll say it again. This thing we do is not performance. It's the lived out expression of a transformed life. And the day it doesn't become that, we're chickens pecking the piano. That chicken wasn't Beethoven. It wasn't Ahmad Jamal. Thelonious Monk. Or any other pianist you can think of. It was a chicken pecking keys. We have to orient our vision. And the only way we can change our vision is to allow the Holy Spirit of the one, undivided, immutable, yes, yes, yes. omnipotent yes. God to order our steps, to direct our paths, to open and close our mouths, to behave in ways that I may not even want to feel like. But I know the spirit of the Holy God is saying, you better shut up. So here in today's text, Peter first lets everyone know that Jesus wasn't some hapless, unfortunate victim of a failed religious moment. God was, God is, and God will continue to be in control. Doesn't relieve you of any responsibility. You wicked men and women, whoever were uh, uh, contributing to, contributing to the, the nailing of our Christ to the cross. God, God, look, I'm using you. You don't understand, but that doesn't, that doesn't offset the evil in your heart. I'm just able, I'm God, I, I can do God's stuff, and I, I know what's going on, and I'm going to use your wickedness to fulfill my will. So in the 24th verse, 
But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. Um, you do know God's will will be accomplished, right? You know that, right? Without me, with me, without you, with you, God's will will be done. I pray, I pray, I pray that everyone that calls City Church home, uh, call City Church home until God calls me home. I, I, I pray. I, I pray that. But don't, let's, let's not get confused. God's will will be done. It's going to be accomplished. It's like I'm like the mafia guy with the piano wire. We could do this the easy way or we could do this the hard way. But today, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. I like how the message version plainly puts it. But God untied the death ropes and raised him up. Death was no match for him. This is just a, uh, this, this little portion of, of text is a, a, an echo, homage, a, a straight pinch from the 18th Psalm. And it tees up the sharing of the 16th Psalm where he repeats, I saw the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest in hope because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead. You will not let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. Peter uses this psalm to uh, really like draw a, a line, an underscore. Uh, the reason for Emmanuel, God with us, a present and a future hope. How do you get that? Uh, first, the word translated saw is kind of uh, an unfortunate translation. It implies that David saw, like saw, I saw it and I saw it's past tense, one and done. A better translation is I foresaw the Lord. I saw into the future the Lord. Uh, based on my past experience and knowledge of the God I serve, in my spiritual eye, I see God acting in a way that he doesn't have to do it right now, but I know he's going to do it. I shared a couple of weeks ago in my absence uh, the 77th Psalm. That's your homework for today. Read the 77th Psalm. Read the 77th Psalm. I don't see anybody taking notes or really. Uh, read the 77th Psalm. Thank you, Jacqueline. Uh, read the 77th Psalm. It talks about having that knowledge of God when it doesn't look like I should have that knowledge of God. I know you guys are wonderful, you're holy, your tire never gets flat, your spouse never gets mad, kids never go south on you, you always have more month than money, uh, you, 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 you're, 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 you're in great shape, that's wonderful. But for folk like me, where life happens, see, my relationship with God is predicated, that's why I said God's will will be done with or without me. I was listening to a song this morning, Lauren Dangle. Uh, I had to pull it up right now and see, uh, and I will, shoot. <laughs> Make myself happy. Yeah, sure. 
talks about uh, everything's going to be okay. I invite you to, uh, to download it and listen to it. I've seen love come. I've seen love walk away. So many questions will anybody state. It's been a hard year. So many nights and tears. All the darkness trying to fight my fears. Alone, so long alone. I don't know what I, I don't know who I'd be if I didn't know you. And it goes on. Uh, the song, the, the artist uh, intones, everything's going to be okay. My wife knows, Kimberly Smith knows, because I have to keep getting checks from her to, to pay for different things, the, the transformation that's taking place in the 56th sanctuary. Mark, you asked the question to the men, uh, how can we help you? Pray for me. That's how you can help me. I could use some hands. I can use some feet, but you all got caller ID. <laughs> Say man, somebody. Oh, that's Pastor Meeks. It's okay. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. It's going to be okay. I'll say it one more time. It's going to be okay. David saw. He foresaw God. Because he foresaw him, the text said, I foresaw the Lord, my insertion, always before me, because he's at my right hand. Therefore, I'm going to be steadfast. We talk about I'm steadfast, I'm unmovable, ever abounding in the word of God, until life happens. We talk a good game. We, we talk a good game. God, I was... I don't wish life to happen to you like life probably will happen to you. But I don't know a better teacher for you to get it. You really have to experience it, then you know. Then you know. In the, in the meantime, we say God is my everything, but my, my bank account is full, my kids are healthy, they're, they're, they're well, um, I got a job, Everything seems to be going okay. Read the 77th Psalm. Uh, so David can see God even when the dark time comes and he really can't see God. Uh, that's why I suggest, you know, I've, you've heard me share before, it's like they, folks have said, never go to the grocery store when you're hungry because you end up buying junk uh, that you shouldn't buy because there's something else guiding you. My, my translation is, don't ever let a hungry person be in charge of the buffet. 
if you've got a family like my family, you don't want a hungry person in charge of the buffet. Um, what are you saying? I encourage you now, while things are relatively okay, because you present well, maybe all hell is breaking loose in your life and you just, you look, you look good and cleaned up and all that good stuff. But while things are relatively well, get to know God. <laughs> get to know him. I ear hustled. See, Sister Meeks, Shara said, you're not listening to me. I listen to her even when she thinks I'm not listening to her. So I ear hustled the call she was having. I don't know who was calling on the other end. They said, they, in answer to what was probably their question, what are you doing? She said, nothing. I'm just studying the word of God. Now, she didn't mean nothing like that's nothing. I know my wife. That was like, this is a normal course of my life. This is what I do. Paul Kaiser, I married up because I have a woman in my life It's praying for me when I can't even spell prayer. Get to know him now, today. Get to know him. I'll give you in a minute a formal invitation. Um, so David was both experiencing and looking forward. God was always there. And as a result, he will not waver. He will not be in distress. He is steadfast and he is unmovable. But second, his heart, his soul is so wrapped up, tied up in what comes from his mouth. What comes from his mouth is praise. And because of a heart and soul that's at rest, his body is at rest. Need a pill for this ache. Need coffee for this. Need this for that. And the author is saying, my heart is glad. My tongue rejoices. My body will also rest in hope. Because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead. You will not let your Holy One see decay. That's the third and final point. He's anticipating life beyond this life and confident that after this life, there is eternal life to come. So the psalm ends with this portion of his sermon. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. Um, how wonderful, how, how incredibly wonderful. We're getting ready to receive the Lord's Supper um, you have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. How true do these words ring for you? That's a real question. That's, that's a real question. How true do these words ring to you? A little? A lot? Not at all. Uh, Peter's prior argument, remember last week, uh, 
it ended with a reminder that everyone that calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Here, my steadfastness, the praise from my mouth, the peace of my heart, and my body, and, and the peace my body longs for is rooted, wrapped up, founded in my realization that God has not, will not, and will never abandon me. In fact, you have made known to me the path of life. You fill me with joy in your presence. You have made known to me the path, the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. I'm, I'm, I'll close with this one story. I've shared this many times, but there's new people here, so Ricky hasn't heard it, so I'm going to share it for Ricky. Ricky, listen up. Fourth grade, Bret Hart, just moved here from Bakersfield, and a field trip, went to Coloma. Coloma, up where the gold was discovered, up, up in the foothills. So me and a guy named Scott and another, another kid, I can't remember his name, three of us, we're going up to go see whatever the statue was. And we thought we'd be smart and get off the trail. And we'd, we'd, cut a, we'd get a shortcut and we'd get there quicker. Well, it was, that was good until it wasn't. And, and uh, the shortcut led to lost cut. And we were lost. We were hopelessly lost. And don't, don't look bad at me now, John. I started to cry. I was in fourth grade. I cry now, so fourth grade now, it's like. <laughs> this wasn't like, oh. no, this was like showing up crying. I was like, <laughs> I remember him saying, shut up. We'll, we'll, we'll shut up. We'll get out of here. We were lost. We were lost. I don't know how we found our way back to the trail, but we did. And you can't imagine the incredible joy that I had. My mom was on the field trip, you know, chaperone parents and all that stuff. They didn't even miss us. <laughs> didn't know we were lost. I knew I was lost. I don't know if you're lost. I don't know if you're lost. I don't know. But right here and right now, stand to our feet. If you do not know Jesus Christ, If you don't know him, I mean, I'm not, oh yeah, I know, I, yeah, yeah, like the people that were watching what was going on. No, no. Were you the ones where the Holy Spirit fell on them and they started to speak in languages that they didn't dictate? Or were you those like, ah, you're drunk. You don't, uh, if you don't know Christ and the pardon of your sins, just raise your hand right now. Just, just right now. We, we, we'll, we'll deal with it. We'll deal with you. We'll deal with you. This is your chance. 
Sister Meeks is going to go back and uh, minister to the, to the lady with the walker there, honey. This is your chance. This is your chance. You don't want to be, I saw what was going on, but the Holy Spirit didn't light on my head. Just bow your heads and hearts with me. Our Father, our God, we exalt you. First, first we exalt you because you're God. Even those that don't know you at one point, at some point in time, every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that you are God. But Father, I don't have to wait for that day. I do it now. We do it now because of our knowledge of you. We know how good you are. We know that you could take this bag of fleshly sin and turn it into sounds of praise only God could do that you can make ways out of no way relationships that seem hopelessly dysfunctional and broken you can and you will fix it if it's your will so, Father, I, I acknowledge you for being God. Period. Thank you. Thank you for the sweet communion of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for these, your children. Be with us. Father, now as we pivot and we remember the death of your Son, my Savior, the Christ. Let every heart say, Diamond. You can be seated for a second. <clears throat>